0: everybody this is jack
1: this is the Aven
0: and welcome to our nlec podcast called church on air welcome everybody this is jack this is the avon and this is church on air and last episode we talked about james and the generalities of it so we went through themes everything we kind of zoomed out so this episode will be zooming in it's chapters one and two so if you guys have missed out On the first episode, please check it out because it will inform you on what we'll be talking about this episode.
1: Yeah, and if you are listening to us, feel free to read along uh, with us as we go. So this episode will be on James chapter 1 and 2.
0: So let's start with chapter 1 verses 1 to 7. So what James is talking about is talking about trials, um, testing of faith and how that produces steadfastness and how wisdom from God is a good gift from Him. And I think this is in response to um, consoling the believers in exile. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, let's talk about that. Let's zoom in on some certain aspects of uh, of verse 1 to 7.
1: Yeah, um, well, I mean, I I think the main idea is that um, James is talking about the nature of, of faith. And it comes down to—he's trying to dispel this notion that um, when life gets hard, it's because God's not with you. Like life isn't easy. In fact, the Christian life is filled with challenges. Uh, but it's in these challenges that we are called to take joy. Like we have a response um, for for that, and um, that's so—that's—I mean—that's so important. Like if 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 there are so—if there are moments where. Um, we learn that just because things are difficult, it doesn't mean that God's not there. It could actually give us a lot of motivation, you know, if we just shift our gaze instead of looking at um, why things are all terrible and we go, what is God's joy in this? We can actually find something real good. Mm. Yeah, what do you think?
0: And I find that's quite different to um, maybe like worldly worldview of suffering and trials because I think even in that area, sometimes... Even I, so even I may think, oh, suffering is good. What doesn't kill me? Make me strong, stronger. <laughs> I I learn from it. I learn from mistakes. But there's something greater that James is talking about here. He's talking about the joy that comes from it. How we see purpose, more purpose in
1: it yeah, as well. Because it's like, let's say, and that's not to say like people in the secular world um, don't grow from pain. Yeah. But it's a different type of growth, right? It's like, so... um Let's say we go through something challenging. Let's say you go through a really tough week at work or at school. Sometimes we can turn that trial into, "Oh, how can I be better?" And it can be a little self-absorbed. Everything's about how I, like you know, how I am handling it, what I'm growing from. But to take joy, James is actually saying, "No, don't just consider yourself." Right? For a Christian, trials and tribulations actually points to allows us to point towards God and to look for God. And that's the greater gift and the greater joy of trials and and tribulation Um, so i think it's like it's not that it's not good to learn from the difficulty but there's a greater joy in trials which is we get to seek god more deeply more vulnerable exactly
0: that's right and i think for me it's a reminder that yeah faith isn't meant to be comfortable or easy and there's trials but yeah there's joy to be found in
1: Yeah. Like, uh, and the joy comes from, like, that's the only command there. We can't control. And I think this is really important too, right? Like, sometimes Christians, even though we have a mission to um, alleviate injustice and alleviate suffering for our fellow brothers and sisters, sometimes we get a bit too obsessed with our ability to control whether or not someone has pain. Right? Like, oh no, like, I have to do, I have to spend all of my time with this person because they may make a mistake or they may have made a decision that will hurt them like down the track and James is like you can't control that right you cannot you cannot control whether or not trials or tribulations come but what you can control is out your perspective within it are you looking for a reason to be um, discouraged are you looking for a reason to give up or are you looking to take joy you know, enjoying in the sense is, um, how can we find more of who God is, right? And how can we find growth, maturity within it? So, pretty good stuff. So, how would how does wisdom tie to this? Yeah. So, um, okay, here's here's what I have here. Um, there are two big words in in verse four, which is uh, maturity, completeness, and in some versions, perfection. And we talked about this a bit in the. Uh, generalities where perfection is not just about not doing something bad it's about growing into something and then wisdom obviously like Sophia which is you grow in your understanding of God's will and grow in your understanding of how to apply knowledge uh, in this world so trials and tribulations actually make us more able to live a complete life right so I reckon it's more like um, let's say you hit a trial yeah you actually the trial actually makes you realize the flaws uh, within you the dysfunctions and the sin within you right so let's say you are somebody who always gets frustrated and angry when something doesn't go your way well it's not as though like uh it's not as though like god has put anger inside of you it's that these trials and tribulations actually reveal stuff in your heart and then you can actually work on it before God because I would say for me personally there are some moments where maybe I'm a bit too comfortable in my faith and um, where I think I'm mature and complete perfect right um, but actually a triple when God sends a trial and, and test it reminds me that I have ways to go mm-hmm. and to be honest that actually fills me with a bit of a bit of joy that like oh there's more of God to discover okay? um, what about you
0: and he encourages us he encourages us to ask in vain um, for wisdom in those areas. So I think for me, um, no, I completely agree with him. I think trials, sometimes trials are because of what, because I screwed up. Yeah, and I think, yeah, they reveal to me, um, yeah, some things that I need improvement on. Yeah, and there's joy in I guess the sanctification process of growing as well.
1: Yeah. But it's I mean it's a really profound way to look at difficulty, right? Mm. Like, um, you'll hear me say this a lot. I really don't like churches that the primary motivation for someone to love God is that you should feel guilty that bad things are happening. Like I, I I'm really I'm really quite against it because I don't think I think that's fear, right? Using fear to and there's no love in fear, right? Perfect love casts out all fear. So it's, James is saying, like, okay, I know tough things are happening, and some of it is your fault. But the but he's not using guilt to say, oh, you should feel bad. He's saying, take advantage of these moments to see more of God. But actually, instead of using guilt to kind of go, you should listen to me more, he's actually saying, no, there is godliness to be found even as we journey in our problems. Like God can still do something. Uh, and yeah there's like pain in there and some of us feel shame um, but i think he's using something really different than guilt uh, and i think the church can totally take that right like i wouldn't go someone's suffering and yeah sometimes it is our fault that was suffering. like i um i sped therefore i'm getting a speeding ticket yeah right but instead of going oh you should feel really bad because a uh, christian shouldn't be speeding you know that's the worst thing ever well how about james is saying okay in this trial can you can you grow in godliness? What can you learn? Like maybe you are a bit you're a bit impatient.
0: Yep. So there's like a healthy attitude to approaching trials. So let's say, even like for me, I've there's been times, or let's say you failed, or you've not done so well in a test, the better response would be, hey, what are these mistakes that I've made and how can I improve on it rather than say, I should have studied more, I should have done this, I should have done that. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like like take it as, take it as a growth point, mm. maturity point that you can. It's not just about yourself. It's about there's more to your life than where you are right now.
0: Okay. So, bef- thanks for that, Stephen. so, before we move on to the next chunk in chapter one, let's talk about a little bit about double-mindedness. Um, I feel like we kind of goes on a tangent here. I'm talking about asking faith to wisdom, but then he cuts, so You mean, you mean about, James? Sorry, James. Yeah. What did I say? You said Paul. Oh no. Oh no. So James. James kind of goes on a tangent here. And he talks about not doubting when we're asking for, asking yeah. for things, for wisdom.
1: Yeah. So what is uh what is double-mindedness? Mm. Okay, I can tell you from my heart, because I feel really convicted by this. Mm. Um, I think that I always have to choose between my comfort. Being comfortable in my how I follow God right now, right? So I, I feel like right now I'm in a pretty good rhythm. Uh, in like kind of like wake up, go to the gym, quiet time, get to work, finish work, cook dinner, spend time uh, with with my wife, and then uh, watch TV. Right? I'm I'm very comfortable, and I feel like I'm growing in that. But I actually think that there are, God always challenges me to go. Can you have? Can you live in a more kingdom-minded manner? Like, can you grow, Can you challenge yourself to be? even more fervently in love with me and there are moments where I'm like okay God I want to know more of you but I'm like only if you don't change too much about my life mm-hmm. like I ask for wisdom like I want to I want to be more in love with you Jesus but I don't really want to change who I am I see and in that circumstance yeah like how can you grow how can you grow like, that's that's what it means to me that's I what I feel convicted by um mm-hmm. I don't know what what does that fit what God's talking are you about
0: I can relate to that as well I think man so I'm graduating soon right so I think I need to consider a few things about what I'm doing after university after my degree and part of me is just like I just want to be comfortable I want to I want to keep I want to keep my own plans so that I know what's going to be happening I want to be able to graduate with a postgraduate degree work have a family and be comfortable in that area but another aspect that God's challenged me in is that really listen to him maybe that's not what God wants and I see that double-mindedness
1: yeah yeah that's not to say like having a family and getting postgrad is easy no 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 you guys yeah. you guys yeah, yeah we don't to want to discourage those who people. have people yeah sorry yeah like it's not that God can't call you to having a spiritual family it's more like what is kingdom mindedness? Yeah. Right? Like, how can we think not just about what we can do for ourselves, but what can we do to serve God's kingdom better? Right? I find that area is very difficult. And I think that's what James is trying to like. It's not a tangent. He's actually trying to knuckle down and say, actually have some self-awareness. I see. Are you actually mature? Are you actually wise? Or are we being hypocritical? And so he's about to go through these examples that are kind of um, Some of you think you're mature, but you're just comfortable. Those Mm -hmm. are different things.
0: I see. So I think that's a good segue into the next chunk. So the next chunk that we'll be talking about is chapters or verses, sorry, nine to fifteen. Um. So here, Paul talks about the rich and the poor, um, but there's a bit more beyond that. So, what what is Paul? What is James trying to say here?
1: Yeah, he's kind of talking about like. I think 9 to 11 is about, like, just know that just because you're comfortable now doesn't mean your life is completely mature, right? Just because you're rich and comfortable now, it doesn't really mean that you don't have anywhere to grow grow in. Um, But then he talks about, like, temptation, right? Sometimes trials, and I really like what you said, right, which is, um, correct me if I quote you wrong. It's like, in a trial and tribulation, we can either find God or we can find temptation actually yeah, one, right. one of you what it it so uh, i
0: think that's this is what james is talking about right so in testing of faith in trials either we can find steadfastness in him or it can lead to temptation um and i think james breaks that down as well
1: yeah so it's like when we are so believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position you know but believers who are uh, rich should say, take pride in their humiliation Blessed is the one who perseveres on the trial. Uh, when tempted, no one should say God is tempted. It's like he's talking about the inner, the heart issues as we go through trials. Yeah. So, yeah, any thoughts? Um,
0: I think I can relate to that. I think in testing of faith, it doesn't always just produce steadfastness. I think we have to be aware, and I think that's what James is trying to tell us about that. Yeah, there's an... Sometimes we may actually end up blaming God and letting that and actually be tempted in those circumstances. It's so much easier for us in trials to take the easy route out. But James is saying, no, these aren't. And to blame God. James is saying, this is, it's not from God. God is good. Um,
1: yeah, it's like sometimes we look at trials, right? And we go, oh, um. Surely, why is God being so terrible to me that I am now acting out in a way that's not healthy? Right? Like, I use anger a lot because I think anger is a universal thing that we all feel. Um, Sometimes when things don't go your way, you get really angry. Like, some of us get really angry. I've seen people go into fits of rage because of, like, really small things, right? Um, And it's like, in that trial, actually, God didn't put the anger inside of you. But God put a trial there to show you that you have somewhere to grow in. So it's not like God is tempting me; it's God is revealing something in our hearts that we can uh, work on. Right? So I think trials and tribulations, kind of, it's the friction within them that reveals our flaws and what we need to work on.
0: Do I I mean, like,
1: yeah? So I I think that's kind of like how you. It's not like God is going, "Oh, I want you to fail." It's God's saying, in your failure, I want you to see what you can be better in. Right? Like, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I see. Yeah, and there's encouragement. Um, blessed is the man um, when he stood the test; he will receive a crown of life, which God has promised to those who love Him.
1: Yeah. Like, do do you see that happen um, in in the life around you, your life, whatever it is, in terms of trials? Yeah, in terms of trials. Um, actually, revealing like uh, something evil or something dysfunctional or sinful in, in your heart and having to deal with that, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so recently, if you don't mind me sharing, see so yeah, if you mind me sharing. Please share away. Thank you. Um, so, I've been training a music team, right? Um, so, uh, I'm playing the electric guitar, and yeah. We have to wake up. So I think it was like a while ago. I had to wake up at eight AM for training. So the night before. So you either wake up at eight or get there at eight? I had to get there get there at eight. Okay. You could wake up at like
1: seven thirty. Yeah.
0: Even though it's like seven or something. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like I said anyways, you guys will find out. Um so the night before I was practicing, I was practicing, practicing. I was printing out the chord, chord sheets. Um I was like, and then when I went to bed I couldn't sleep. I was like thinking of the riffs that I had to play and, and like, what's going to happen and all the songs, and I was I was super nervous right, so I couldn't sleep <laughs> so so I, I end up going to sleep right quite late, I think it was like two o'clock or something, and i would, I wake up I've missed three alarms, five phone calls from from the worship leaders, and I'm just like i don't want to go to
1: church so what were you feeling who were you feeling what did that trial bring out in you um
0: i i honestly felt so ashamed in that in that scenario i was like i don't want to show my face i i can't even just i can't even look joe or melody mellow in the eye
1: oh yeah you mean
0: J j and m j and m
1: in the eye
0: yeah j and m yeah yeah that's it so yeah, I remember talking to you about this and and thinking back on it like I probably should have gone to church even yeah. more.
1: Yeah, he, he yeah. ended up being so ashamed. He he missed church. Yeah. So so I remember you telling me and I just laughed. Not not at you. Wow. Because it's like you see that trial brought out something within you that wasn't the pretty side of you, you know? Right? It wasn't the best study, but it's not as that's not the end of it. God then used that trial to actually point out something in your heart that He can bring healing in, and that instead of now, instead of like you like being really ashamed that you missed an alarm, which everyone misses once in a while, we can actually take some joy in it and be like, Oh, yeah, God used that.
0: Yeah, so the wrong response, um, would have been to hide away, but no, James calls us to. Yeah, respond to that with joy and to learn from it.
1: Yeah, like like for me, like sometimes I feel like, oh, like I have, I'm so comfortable with my social group and all that. And sometimes it takes a trial to shake me out of that and remind me that I have a mission here. You know that I'm not like I, I'm not as patient as I thought, I'm not as joyful as I thought, I'm not as kind as I thought. Um, and I take joy in continuously learning that God is bigger than me. It's not the worst thing. So if you're going through a trial, maybe God's trying to teach you something about yourself.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's time to move on into um, verses sixteen to twenty-seven. So what is James talking about there? So yeah, if you were to summarize.
1: Um So let's say you go through a trial, and then you know that a flaw comes up. I'm angry. I'm selfish. I'm unkind. I'm impatient. Whatever it is, right? you actually have to do something about it so James here uses like a um, like everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry right and then he says do not merely listen to the word do what it says and he uses analogy of looking in a mirror it's like you look in the mirror you see all your flaws you see all the issues and then you look away and you go oh, I'm not doing anything about it I'm just going to forget about it and sometimes we can do that like in faith like And God's saying like, or James is saying, um, you actually can't, just knowing you have a dysfunction is not the same as dealing with the dysfunction. You know, like it's not, just because you know it doesn't mean you're mature or complete or wise. You actually need to work on it. In fact, uh, I would say immaturity is knowing you have done wrong and then refusing to address it.
0: Yeah. So in trials, you have to do it just like in my in that scenario, way, which we talked about. Like, I had to do something about it, not just hear, not just learn from it, and not go to church again.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have. It was nice to have you back at church. Thanks. Yeah,
0: it was nice to be back as well.
1: <laughs> it was good. Um, so okay. So how did you deal with that? If you don't mind me asking, um, how's the? How did God kind of deal with that shame element of letting people down, and I- what did you have to do about
0: it? I think the biggest thing is actually letting people into, into your life, as in re- revealing it into the light. To actually talk about it with other people. I think the worst thing you could do is hear about it and notice that that flaw, I guess, and to just keep it to yourself. But I think yeah, if you guys have peers, people who um, catch up with you regularly, talk to them, talk to them about it. I think if God's some revealing something in your life, then you should. To yeah it, it's, like
1: do something about it right? I think um, a comfortable faith is like not that we don't want people to feel positive about where they are right like everyone has this season but the kingdom is not about how comfort and if we're feeling super comfortable maybe it's time to evaluate about what God is actually doing like for me right it's like um, so I started playing futsal when I was like 17 and when you're young like football is life everything is about winning 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 and i think i developed this sense of oh if somebody doesn't do things my way i'm gonna get really upset right and i would yell and i'll do all these things now as i kind of grew older right like there was this young guy who joined my team and um they were kind of new at the sport and they made a mistake and like we can we, we lost a goal and i just saw myself like kind of yell at this young man who just what it's not like he wanted to lose the goal and i remember sitting back and i felt god convict me and he said like do you value growing and supporting young people in your church more or do you value a net a ball going into a net more i was just so convicted and i could have been like his inner monologue was like but i'm teaching them to win Right. i'm just teaching them to want to win and all these justification um points came up but i just felt god said like you got to do something about this uh you can't value scoring a goal conceding a goal over being a christian you know and i so i ended up having to go and find people like in my team who are like don't let me do it you know like make sure that we you know what like, the point of sport is to for community for um connection for growth um it's not or winning because the there's, there's no real eternal value in winning a casual football game.
0: Wait, wait, hold up. Wait, are you saying that, wait, are you saying that pastors make mistakes too? Is that a thing? What?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm saying pastors are deeply dysfunctional, sinful people who just, uh, God of, of, often uses, you know, as a example <laughs> to, People in their community and but um yeah in my case like, i had to do something about it so um this season i've really made a commitment to actually just let the game be a game and so far so good awesome well
0: i think yeah this chap this this section here um, is a good leeway or like a good segue into the rest of the chapter as well because yeah, it's talking about practical things. And I think James, later on in the chapter, is going to talk about doing our f- doing in our faith in very practical ways in terms of the rich and the poor and not being worldly and talking about our tongue.
1: Yeah. So after he goes, um, look, make sure that you are self-aware, that you're not being a hypocrite, that it, just know that trials will bring out difficult and dysfunctional things about you. This is what it means to do something practical about it. Uh, and, and we'll probably go through that um, in the next chapter. Do you have any concluding remarks? Yeah.
0: Just do our faith. Don't just hear it.
1: Yeah. 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 Like it, it's in faith should, a mature faith will marry its belief to action. So um, if you're going through something and God's like really bringing out like, certain frustrations and frictions in you. Don't be afraid that you're not perfect. Like It's okay. Don't be afraid that you have um, problems that come up when things are stressful. It's actually God like graciously inviting you to um, invite his presence into your life so you can grow. You don't have to be the person you are today in the next week, in the next month, right? You can actually have the grace of God to be more. You know than that be more christ-like so that'd be it for me for chapter one okay so uh next chapter what are we doing chapter two and uh we'll be going through chapter two so stay tuned read along with us and this is church on air